Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just like the pandemic, or well, I guess just like things going back to normal, never happened. Because we are back on Zoom, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing it like we're in the middle of a straight global pandemic. Oh, yeah. You guys like the pandemic. Okay. That's cool. Oh, okay. Well, wait, make up your mind, dude. Like, which is it? <laughs> um, I mean, here we are, dude. This is the Trump Brigade podcast. We're back. We're legends. Yeah, we're legends. You're legend. Yep, you're a legend. Exactly. Uh, doing the doing the Drum Brigade podcast today, remote locations. One of the final shows here in PC. One of the final shows in the Beat Locker. Sadness. I know. We might be just doing this thing remote from here on out because I'm going to start moving stuff today. Today? Um, yeah, I got a storage full. Damn. <laughs> I don't mean to call you fool. It's just how I talk, you know? I know. You call me fool a lot. <laughs> or I like call people at weddings fools. Like, these fools. Yeah. Don't I have a drop for that? Uh, where is it? Oh, yeah. This fool. There you go. This fool. All right. So, anyways, this is the Drum Brigade podcast. It's episode 120-something. Eight, maybe? That sounds right. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, have a jet have a guest today justin joyce local san diego drummer killing it um coming on in a little bit here oh yeah oh yeah yeah i think he's from new jersey though but he lives here in san diego great drummer dude great drummer i'm gonna go ahead on the record and say this dude is a great drummer i went and saw him play um at one of the jams and i was like okay okay <laughs> you know I know. Um, so, um, Phil, I'm a little like, I'm a little, I don't want to say rattled, but I'm a little amped. Why? I got a Nespresso machine. What? Nespresso. Have you had a Nespresso coffee? Wait, is that like espresso with an N in front of it? Yes. What, yes. What's, what makes it different See, from Phil, espresso? you don't know. You I don't, don't. You don't get it. I don't. Explain. Explain to me, please. <laughs> you're going to have to come over and have a coffee. I refuse. If you were coming today, I was almost going to say, just come to my house first for coffee and then we'll, we'll, we'll do the show. I, okay. When I was out, out in Vermont recording, I was drinking coffee, like regular brewed coffee. It was great stuff we normally drink. But then one of the guys was like, nah, I don't want that. I want one of those. And so I'm like, oh, what's this? And then he's like, um, you, have you ever had an espresso? And I'm like, no. And then I made one and I was like, oh, it's so good, Phil. Okay, but what is it? It's a coffee machine. Yeah, but what makes it different than espresso? You have to have it. They make regular coffee too. So you don't know, in other words. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Phil, I'm telling you. Like I would get, I would try to get you one as a gift, but then you have to buy the specific pods and then you'd be like, thanks for giving me like, now I have to like buy things like, you know, like thanks for just basically handing me a bill as so a gift. It's like a Keurig. Okay. For, for people who don't know what's up. Yes. It's like a Keurig. Okay. But way better. 
Okay. Is it way better? So, all right. Is it like a Keurig that does espresso instead of drip coffee? You can do that. You can do that. Yeah. I mean, you could do like basically all of the above. Okay, it's it's these little pods. They're all recyclable. It's like the high end pod coffee maker. Okay, okay. They're all like you have to only use their specific pods though. You can't use like Keurig pods in it. Huh. Like for example, I got a water machine. You know, like the thing that you just put your cup under and water comes out of it. Like hot water, cold water. Yeah. Okay. That you can use Keurig pods on. That the water machine makes coffee. Nice. And it's not bad. It's okay. But it's not Nespresso, dude. I thought you quit coffee. No. Dude, I'm going stronger than ever. Or you cut back at one point. No. No. Alcohol, maybe. Okay. Okay. Nespresso. Like, you can get espresso. You can get just coffee. You can get all kinds of things. Double espresso shots. It come, The way that they make it, the way that it makes it is just... First of all, it comes out all like frothy and like good and like creamy and like, oh, no milk. But then I also got a milk frother that comes that like basically they bundle and it makes it doesn't put the air like in it. It just like you put your milk in it or like I use like almond milk, put that mug in there, push the button, give it about two minutes. Your milk is steaming hot and it has foam for days. (laughs) <laughs> it like triples in size and then you just pour that mug in there and whatever else you want give it a little stir and you have like it's better than any coffee that you can get i'm it's not like, exaggerating that's like a cappuccino yes you don't have to put the the milk though but i've been making ca- cappuccinos I love i'll put it this way dude i had my first nespresso yesterday uh-huh. i was up at 3 30 this morning like well i guess i'm awake now <laughs> and I was trying so hard to go to sleep and I took sleep drops. I like oh, turned no. on the office and then I went to sleep and then I was like, great. Now I can't wake up. That's I like funny. could not get out of bed. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, you got to come over and have an espresso, dude. You have to, if you want to come over tomorrow, it's, it's worth it. I want one. Okay. We'll make it however you want. And it is so bomb phil <laughs> it's gonna change your life though because ever since i had that one i was like i have to get one of these machines yeah and then a bunch of some of my friends have them they're like dude like i went from like maybe like going to starbucks or better buzz like pretty much daily to where it's like i only drink this now hmm. and so i'm pretty amped right now i want to know I'm, what stan would would say about it he's our <laughs> that he's a little different though man because he's got like he's a he's like in the industry so he's probably like it's crap don't drink it (laughs) he might be he's got some super elite coffee wisdom for people like me though like for example my wife brought bought me an espresso machine for like it's not an expensive one it's like it's a really like budget one that we could afford for our anniversary wait wait and i've you said espresso machine right yes okay Sorry, it's just because Nespresso and Espresso are pretty, especially going no. through Zoom. I just want to make sure. No, this isn't like Nespresso is like like Keurig. It's like its own brand, its own pods, its own thing. But it's like the premier, the like best one. I got you. I'm just making sure okay. I know which which machine you're talking about. 
so she bought me this thing and it's like it it makes a coffee you you put like your espresso coffee in it and then you pull it you know you do it in like and it has a milk frother on it too but it's like janky dude it's like it's it's just dude it's just not it, it's like you have to let the coffee start brewing then you have to stop it and switch it to the milk frother and then you put your milk on in the you put the little hose thing in the milk milk is splashing everywhere and then it like you run it until the milk is like boiling hot it's boiling dude it's not like frothing your milk it's boiling your milk really? and then and then 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 it finishes brewing and it's all burnt and then you pour your milk in there and it's not frothy at all and it's just like you just have piping hot milk and like burnt espresso that doesn't sound good it's not good at all and so like i was trying to watch youtube videos on like how to do it and they they have like timers out and thermometers and all this stuff i don't get that deep on coffee man like i actually need coffee to function like that if i'm going to be pulling out thermometers and stuff i need to get my mind right so this takes out all of that this takes out all the work it just you you don't even have to take the pod out when it's done it has its own device that just puts it in a, its own little bucket like i push the top it opens the the old pod slides into its trash can without me touching it put a pod in shut it hit the button it knows what to do based on the size of the pod so it knows if it's espresso or double espresso or anything like that coffee pour your milk in push the button it's done pour it in your cup you're good and it's the best coffee you'll have hmm so good it sounds it sounds fun i'm, I'm excited you. for you yes it's i love very a good, good coffee and i need to i need to google this machine dude there's a bunch of different machines there's a bunch of different ones like all the way up to like over a thousand dollar like coffee shop kind but there's some that are just really cheap like kind of really small compact but they the thing that's cool is they all make the same kind of coffee it's not like you don't have to get an eleven hundred dollar machine to get the best cup of coffee it's all the same hmm. so even if you get the cheapest one your coffee is still going to be super bomb okay. um, and then you can order like you can sign up for like like a kind of like a membership thing to get your pods like you know you get them at like Target and stuff too. All right, well, this isn't the coffee show. All right, I'm just excited and I'm amped up and I'm jittery as heck. You're a legend. You're a legend. All right. Well, anyways, it's the Drum Brigade podcast. Uh, you want more information about what Drum Brigade is all about? Just visit www.drumbrigade.com. There you'll find our merch and drumsticks, lessons, all that stuff, and also you can download these episodes right to your phone or to your whatever if you're not going to listen on iTunes or any of that jazz. If you want to help out the Drum Brigade podcast, please leave us a review on any platform that you're listening to. Leave us a review on iTunes or whatever. That helps us get noticed more. Like People can find us. People can um, learn about acceptance and belonging and camaraderie over competition in the drum community and all the stuff that we do. All right, Funky Phil, let's get into it. Yeah. How's it going, Funky Phil? It's good, man. Yeah. That's good. You've been playing gigs? I have. 
Yeah, I played a couple you. gigs. Giggy poos. I did, um, what did I do last week? I played with Anthony Collins at a couple shows. We Dude, did... you're basically just living at the Belly Up now. Yeah. That's Phil's there. house. That's my house. Oh, we did the, I did the Mardi Gras cruise show. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Where, um, yeah. I played with Whitney and go float around the bay. A bunch Dope. of different bands playing. It was fun. It's good. It was a good night. And we did, um, I played Sunset Market in Oceanside. Oh, yeah. With Anthony. And that was awesome. I, I wasn't, Sunset Market's dope. I didn't know they had like a real stage and all that. Yeah. I mean, we had to bring a, a PA, but I didn't, like, I showed up with just a kick mic and I wish I'd brought a couple more mics. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were going to yeah. be playing like a 10 by 10 on the ground or something. <laughs> yeah. But, did that and then we did uh we played the belly up as you mentioned and that was super fun it was sold out nice we're, we're opening for um roger klein and the peacemakers oh yeah okay which they're they have a pretty good following and they had people driving out from like arizona to see this show What? yeah like i guess they've they've done a, a variety of stuff but a lot of people um are most people have heard the king king of the hill song Oh uh, yeah, these guys. This, um, they wrote that, or Roger okay. Klein did, or something. Anyway, they were great. We we had a blast. I think we played well, and people dug it, and it was a good night. Very cool. And I've got something to show you. Uh oh. So I need to start shopping for outfits pretty soon <laughs> because. <laughs> Like, I think, and I need to start growing out a, uh, a ponytail. Oh, yeah. I think. You might as well, you know, <laughs> have a ponytail. Whoa, where is this thing? Okay. Yeah, because I <laughs> signed up to do a smooth jazz cake. Oh. Look at that. <laughs> what the heck? Look at, look at that. <laughs> Wait, why? I'm showing Corey a poster. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Smooth Jazz Cruise? What is this? No, this is going to be, It's. it says it's a jazz extravaganza. Oh, jazz. Okay. Yeah. That's what we're, that's what we're calling it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be at Legacy Resort. Chops. This whole sucks. Legacy Resort Hotel and Spa. But what? What? <laughs> Who, like, I have so many questions. What the heck? Just call me Romeo. Oh my god. Okay, so you're getting sandals. You're driving in a in a what were we calling those cars? Um, roadsters. Yeah, I need to get a roadster, like a Miata. Nothing too serious. <laughs> I need to get a Miata. I need to get some silky, colorful shirts. Which, by the way, I was joking around about this with Jody the other night, and um. At 30 minutes after I talked to Jody, and I went home and I checked my grams, and it was showing me ads like this. Colorful, oh, yeah. Colorful, silky shirts. See? There you Literally go. Literally something I full. said. They're listening. And I, it's never shown me sil colorful, silky shirt, ad shirt, ad shirt ads before. Dude, I don't know. I, I went to, um, I went to uh, like a Dickies store, you know, like work clothes. Uh -huh. It was like a Korean guy that like owns it. And um, I'm I'm like we're trying on dickies or whatever, like just pants. And then like he's like, 
so uh like you like these clothes huh and i'm like yeah and he's like so like what what do you how come you like these clothes and i'm like i don't know like i just wear them you know <laughs> like he's like what do you uh, do for work and i'm like oh I own a business here in town, like a drum school. And I said, I'm a musician. And then he's like, oh, if you're a musician, you'll like this. And then he pulls out like the smoothest jazz shirt. It's like bedazzled with like just <laughs> colors all over. It's silky, like super flowy. And he's like, if you really want to get noticed as a musician, this is the shirt you need to wear. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm yeah. like, uh, I don't know, man. That's not really my style. And he's like, trust me, like all the musicians want this kind of style. He's like, you have to wear something that you that you stand out on the stage. This is what you'll you'll stand out oh with. Oh my god, that's so good. And it was like as Romeo as it you, you can get. Like eight sizes too big, super flowy, oh, like yeah. a linen curtain. Yeah, I gotta get some, anyway. I gotta go shopping. <laughs> I know where to get it, dude. It's right in the same parking lot as as Drum Flip. Now I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got I got hit up because um, Ian Patrick Claire like yeah. asked if he was like, hey man, can I send these this um, agent your number? They're they're trying to book a a smooth jazz gig. It's like not till July. And uh, it pays well, you know. And I, th I thought about it for a while, and I thought, like, I don't really, I'm not into smooth jazz. And you didn't this, even this let seems... him finish his sentence. You're just like, yes, I'll do it. Yes, 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 yes. I don't care. No money. No, it doesn't matter. And I'll do it. Pretty much, yeah. That's how it went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought about it. I gave it a beat that I thought about it for a while, and, and I determined I've never done a proper smooth jazz gig oh, before. Man. And for a treat, and Ian's on it who rips, and I'd like to. I like playing with him. Hope you like and, not uh, playing drum fills. I do. I'm fine <laughs> with that. But I hope you like playing shuffle, shuffly samba beats. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's I, I, the way I'm seeing it is at absolute worst, it's going to be a funny story, and it pays me pretty well. So Dude, I'm going to go all in. I'll be able to say I've officially done. A smooth jazz gig. If it ends up happening, which you should go should. all in, like no, like vest, no shirt. Yeah, you know, like you should go all yeah. in, dude. Like Sugarfoot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Symbols behind you. Yeah, do those symbol chokes behind me and stuff. No <laughs> drum fills, dude. Just boots, 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 boots. Yeah, yeah, man. Anyway, smooth. it's it's gonna be funny and uh, an experience. Um, I love smooth jazz. It's my it's my jam. You've done smooth jazz gigs before, right? Uh uh Well, I've gotten suckered into doing smooth jazz gigs. Yeah. So like, hey, I got a gig for you and I show up and then like whatever, like I don't even what's a smooth jazz? The the quiet storm van is like outside. Mhm. Mm and they're broadcasting live, like the quiet storm, smooth jazz. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, "What?" Uh -huh. is this yeah and then i'm just yeah then yeah. i just realized oh yeah all i gotta do is play you know keep it keep it keep it smooth with yeah. a v <laughs> i'm like i don't have the right attire though <laughs> no you know those sandals remember those sandals that we were talking about on one of those episodes uh-huh <laughs> yeah. like dress shoe sandals yeah yeah I, dude i could see you rocking them yeah i might get some 
or very, very colorful shirt. Maybe you could, the smooth jazz look now is kind of an affliction shirt with a blazer or an affliction blazer. Mm. Oh, that is smooth, bro. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Romeo hat backwards, Kangle backwards. Anyway, do not wear it frontwards, Phil. I've been waiting to tell you this. I was, I was, I was going to show you that poster in person because we were, I thought I'd get to see you, but um, <laughs> I almost sent it I'm, to you as soon as I got, they sent me that poster. It was funny though, because the first poster, they switched me and Ian's names. <laughs> so it was his picture with your name? <laughs> yeah, and my picture had his name. <laughs> and, it, and it's funny. It's also worth noting That's- that on the poster, there's me and Ian, it's, we're the only ones where it's just our first name. Everyone else has their first and last name. <laughs> okay. I have a soapbox about this because I have a, I have a normal soapbox, but I don't know if I could get on it right now because we're running out of time. So man, I, this is a dangerous one, but I'm going for it. I don't care anymore. Since we're talking about smooth jazz. Okay. I ain't trying to hear that right now. I I don't know. I got to be careful, but like I've talked about this dude before. There's a dude, there's a dude that like a, people in the smooth jazz world know about. Okay. I don't know what his real name is because he goes as Mr. Dante Fire. Okay. <laughs> That's a good name. He's smooth, bro. Yeah. He, he's smooth. He specializes in the smoothest of the smooth. Now, listen, I'm not hating on this dude. Like, but is that your real name? Is that your real name? I have to look him up. (laughs) Oh, he's basically Romeo. This is going to be fun. And this dude has big timed me a couple times. I'm telling the truth. Like, I know he's he's just, he's just, we're all unique in our own way. Again, I'm not trying to badmouth another musician or another drummer, but... I've seen this dude before at different places and I've talked to other people like, yo, what's up with this dude? Like, I know he knows me. Like I've seen him at Nam a million times. I've seen him like at at gigs a million times. I may have played with him a couple times. I've seen him at like the Aquarian Drumheads, like artist party. I've seen him. I've, I've been like on my computer typing at Starbucks and he walks in and looks me dead in the eyes and then just walks by and doesn't say anything like, dude, if you see another musician or another drummer, you say, yo, what's up? Not, hey, how's it going, man? Not in this case. No, <laughs> but my, my beef is my, my, my story. My soapbox is not about that. Cause dude, I'm used to getting big time by smooth jazz guys. That's their vibe. The smooth jazz guys do not, they, they have a couple hangups. Okay. They have a couple hangups. They love, if you're into smooth jazz, you love name dropping. You love like talking about who you've played with or who you've worked with. Mm, okay. And especially if you've heard of them. Now, if you haven't heard of them, it's almost like they don't exist. Right. So if I go, if they like smooth jazz guys will go, Hey man. So like, yeah, I heard you've been doing some traveling. Who you've been playing with. And I go, Oh man, I've been going out with a band called uh, Gogo Bordello. I might as well say like, I'm playing like piggyback with one of my buddies in the backyard. (laughs) Like they don't, they're like, Oh, that's cool, man. You're doing that little tour thing. And like, it's like, 
it's it becomes like not like it, they've never heard of it before. Oh my god! And then as soon as you say that, they go, "Yeah, man, I've been touring with this band." You know, I, I just got off the Dave Cause cruise, and I'm like, then I'm like, so what? You might as well have just told me you're playing piggyback in the backyard with some smooth <laughs> jazz guys because I don't <laughs> care about that. Okay. Anyways, this dude has like a web show that he just launched. Okay. And I'm not making fun of this web show. I, I admire and I respect anybody who's trying to do something, especially something different, you know, but what I will say is this thing is smooth, dude. It's smooth. It's smooth jazz, dude. It's like using all of the like filters that you, that like come like built in from like iMovie. You know, it's like sparkles and like it's trying to be presented as this big production, but it, come on, dude. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, my dad did a, a interview with this dude. They sp they spent like a good 20, 30 minutes talking about the Will Smith slap as if like the whole world is anticipating or like hanging on their opinion on the matter. Like who cares what my dad thinks about this? This Will Smith slap. Yeah. I don't like, maybe if I'm talking to him, like we're having coffee and I'm like, what did you think about that? He's like, bro, that was, you know, whatever. That was stupid. I'm like, yeah, you know, we're having a conversation, but the world doesn't care. Okay. I, I'm sounding like I'm getting on a soapbox about the wrong thing because okay. I get worked up with smooth jazz anything. Yeah. The, the problem that I have is this, and this isn't about my dad because my dad did a really great job. Um, but this dude, this dude like goes, tell us a little bit about your story. So my dad tells his story and then he goes, my dad starts talking about our album that came out. My dad goes, you know, he told the whole story. My son works with this label or has worked with this label, put out a bunch of records on their label. He, uh, he put out. We, we came together, we recorded all this album, and then my son reached out to some of the labels that he's worked with. This label took it a step further, and they wanted to put out this record. And he's like, the thing that's crazy is this is a punk rock label, but we put out a jazz record on a punk rock label. That's a monumental, out-of-the-box thing. Yeah. That there should have been put like emphasis on that sentence. But because this dude isn't a fan of punk rock, which rightly so... It's like, it's like he just skipped over that whole thing. My dad just put out an album, dude. And he's just like, yeah, that's cool. So who else have you worked with? It was like <laughs> no. immediately, like immediate. It was immediate. Like, and it was like, I, my dad starts, my, my dad goes, well, you know, I, I worked with a, I, I, you know, one of the piano players that I use is his name is Boyka Tindig. He's a Filipino dude that's pretty like specializes in smooth jazz. The dude spends like 10 minutes talking about boy Katindig. phenomenal, great musician. It's all good. It's no, no beef with him, but I'm just saying because he's heard of him. Oh yes. I've worked with him before. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And now it's back about him. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, my dad's like, well, I've done stuff with this guy too. We, we did like a gig. My dad's done like maybe a, a couple, you know, whatever spends another 10 minutes doesn't talk about the album at all i see the video on youtube exclusive interview with kim horn and it's like kim has worked with 
Boyketendig and whoever else the smooth jazz guitar player is. And nothing about he just released an album. It's on this label. Here's a link to buy it. Here's a link to listen to it. None of that. No mention of it. No mention of it. And I'm just like, that's smooth jazz for you. That's smooth jazz. <laughs> who have you who have you worked with? Let's talk about the people I know. Let's not promote what you're here to promote. Let's not do any of that. Let's talk about like let's talk about what's happening in the news as if we are like journalists and like this is a news platform. Mm-hmm. The world the the whole world is wondering what Dante Fire and Kim Horn think about the Will Smith episode. <laughs> and let's not mention anything that you're doing right now. Let's not mention anything for real for real. Mm. And then let's like talk about how great I am. Sounds like a good a good dynamic. <laughs> Bro. I, I hate it. That right now. I like oh man, I you know, I talk about people and I and I like I try to like make it PC and like kind of comfortable like and cool but then <sighs> smooth jazz just ruins it for me dude because I don't really care like what the opinion of these people are and I don't care about their music I obviously they don't care about my music either but what I don't like is that the dynamic between like in within the interview is like yeah your your son your little son that's doing like these small things it's cute what you're doing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's the only way I can put it. Like, like one of the things that was said was like, my dad goes, well, my dad, my dad's really good at like, at like promoting other people and like, you know, giving praise to people. And, um, that's really good. And like, so he's like, you know, I'm a big fan of, of yours. And I've, I've, I think we've worked together before. And so then they go, yeah, I'm trying to think of when we met. And he's like, well, I think uh, we met when I was, I had the privilege of, of, uh, of being a judge on one of the guitar center drum offs. And then he goes, um, I think your son might've been there. I think he might've been in the contest. I was like, bro, I was not in the contest, bro. My whole like business is surrounded around like camaraderie over competition. Don't, don't minimize what I do, bro. You're patronizing me and you don't even know me, bro. I think your son was in the competition that I was judging. (laughs) That's a smooth jazz move, dude. It's putting, it's subtly putting you above what I do. That's uh, 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 uh-uh. I don't mind that. I don't mind that, but I do mind that when it's a smooth jazz situation and I know what you're doing. You're young, young blooding me. Like you're freaking treating me like young blood. My dad's son that that's not doing nothing noteworthy. <laughs> and I don't, I don't like, I'm not looking for that, but I don't like when I'm p- being treated like that. I've been treated like that my whole like career for my dad's friends. You know, I think your son was in the competition that I was judging. Uh Uh-uh, bro. Maybe it was the other way around because I've judged one of those things years ago. (laughs) You know, don't know. You might have been there. Uh, I think your son was in the competition. No, I freaking wasn't, bro. <laughs> it's awesome. If you knew anything about me, like, dude, uh-uh. That's the, that's the thing. That's when it all comes full circle. Like, 
if you came up and talked to me like the two or three times you've seen me at a coffee shop and was just like, hey, bro, how's it going? I've seen you around. I know you're a drummer. I've seen you at Nam. I've seen you at the Aquarian thing. I know you, you have to be an Aquarian artist to be at, invited to this Aquarian thing. Maybe if you just came up and said hello instead of big timing me, you would get to know the truth instead of making up stories on your show and being like, yeah, I judged your son in a competition. <laughs> Freaking Judgment. idiot, dude. Judgment. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't call names. So he plays bass like, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're getting me really excited for this smooth jazz gig. Dude, you better be ready. All right, I gotta hit this again. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that right now. Oh my gosh. Smooth jazz gets me going, yeah. dude. Uh, I feel really bad about talking like like I feel like I'm I'm not adhering to the the mantra of drum brigade you know because i'm talking like negatively about another dude in our community and he's probably like my dad said too that he's like a very very nice guy he's very nice he's just you know he's just different he's a little peculiar mm. and um but i but for me personally first of all i have a few things working against me here one i don't like smooth jazz i'm very open and honest about that yeah, I got offered a smooth jazz gig and I'm like, nah, man, I just don't really get down on smooth jazz. That's mm. not jazz. Stop calling it jazz. Okay. It's another soapbox for another time. Stop <laughs> calling it smooth jazz. It's not jazz. These musicians consider themselves jazz musicians. Mm -hmm. You're not a jazz musician. You cannot play jazz. You cannot play jazz. If you put smooth before it, you are not just call it contemporary music or call it something else. Call it contemporary. Call it watered down bullcrap elevator music. Okay. Just call it whatever it is, but don't call it jazz because you're not playing jazz. Okay. Two, I don't like being big time. I don't like the attitude that comes with smooth jazz. There's an attitude that comes with smooth jazz. Well, you guys are so tight in your own community. You don't freaking know there's other communities out there. You better be ready. Cause as soon as I'm done with this gig, I'm not talking to you anymore. I know. I know. You're going to come back straight up and be like, oh, man, I heard you're out on tour. Who are you out on tour with? And then I'm like, oh, man, you know I'm out with Gogo Bordeaux. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. Sounds cute. <laughs> yeah, sounds cute. So are you doing the drum? Are you doing the drum competition that I'm judging a few weeks or? <laughs> you know, it's this. This is what I, this is what I'm saying. And so, dude, if you if you, you know, these guys that's it it's like it's not personal it's just you you take yourself too serious dude i do that's it uh -huh. not you but like <laughs> people like this you take yourself too serious with your alter ego your freaking fake name you're you're like presenting what you do and on a on a pedestal which is great it's cool you got to fake it till you make it and that's all good but bro i'm sorry no one cares what you think about will smith no one cares like what you i don't care what you think of me but i have a show too and you want to minimize what i do or you want to act like what i do isn't nothing like i'm not a big deal i'm just saying you want to act like what you do is on a bigger level than what i do then we can talk about that let's talk about let's talk about credentials i can start talking i never really talk about it on the show i do jokingly if you want to talk about what i've accomplished and what you've accomplished we can talk about that you know what i mean yeah Get me worked up. You see, I told you I'm amped up, You're Phil. Jacked up today. God, 
gosh, dang it. I like this. Feisty I have another Corey. soapbox I'm a, from my gig this weekend. I didn't even get to yet. Do it real quick. No, we can't. We got a guest on. All right, Phil, let's go to commercial. Let's take a breath and let's get this guy on. Justin okay. Joyce coming up. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. Drum Brigade. Yes, sir. Welcome back. <laughs> Show 127, I think. 128. Drum Brigade. Um, Phil, we're back in full effect. We got a freaking guest on the line. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. This dude. San Diegan. But you're originally from, like, New Jersey or something, right? You were telling me? Yeah, uh, I was... I was- I was born here, but I mean, I was, okay. my family took me, my whole family's in Jersey. So it's like, okay. you know, you take the boy out of Jersey. You can't take the Jersey out of the boy situation, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so, but I'm a San Diego at heart for sure. Okay, cool. He's a musician, drummer, composer, filmmaker, archivist. We're going to have to talk about that. We don't know what that is. Philosopher, educator, storyteller. He's got a new album out called Story Tales. Very nice. Very nice. Please welcome to the show. Justin Joyce. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're good, man. Thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks for coming on. Of course, on man. Thanks for having podcast. me. Pleasure to yeah. be on here. Yeah, very cool, man. We It's been a while since we've had um, a guest on. It's been like actually a while. Yeah. We like, we just kind of stopped doing it. So like, man, we're, we're stoked, but this might go off the rails. We have no idea. I don't, we don't even know what we're yeah. doing really. That's, no one that's, listens to the show. That's the beauty so of improvisation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So man, what's going on, man? Like I saw you, I saw you a few weeks ago at a jam. And yeah. Like, man, we were talking at the beginning of the show. You sounded amazing. Um, dude, you're one so of the only you. dudes that, oh, thank you. That <laughs> you're one of the only dudes that, that can play that Brazilian style, like the right way, you know? And like, it, it just, it's really great. And then, you know, we, we, we started talking about your new album coming out or that just came out. Just came out. Yeah. Just came out. And, um, we're like, dude, why don't you just come on and like say something about it, hang out with us, chat it up, yeah. you know? So yeah, man, how's everything going? Things are going great. Things are definitely going great. Um, yeah, I, first of all, I want to say that at that jam session, you and your, your old man sounded amazing. I've been listening to that shuffle and Bob record. Like, like that, especially that version of Naima, like that. Oh yeah. I've been, that's on my re- on repeat right now. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's good to know. Um, Thank you. Yeah. That goes, that's, that's hard. Super hard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, just been, a, you know, just playing a lot, just trying to get out there, trying to, you know, meet a lot of new faces. It's cool that everything's like kind of getting back into full effect. And especially yeah. in San Diego, a lot of, 
a lot of things are going down. Like, I mean, like, like anyone I talk to just feels what's bubbling in San Diego right now. And, uh, it's a pretty beautiful thing. I, and like, it's, it's, man, it's great to be a part of just that. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking that too, like the, um, you know, during the pandemic, before the pandemic, it was like every night there was something you could go to, like yeah. there was something oh, yeah. music wise going on. And, um, and then, um, I thought during the pandemic, I was like, man, I wonder if San Diego will get back to what it was, you know? And, and it's definitely, it's back, man. Like it, it might it's, be at different spots, but like, yeah, it's back. It, it's cool. And it's kind of like a different vibe. I mean, like it's, it's not, well, not like completely different, but it's like, it's, I don't know. It feels like everyone is so like much more grateful to be out and doing these things. Cause we all know what it's like now to not have done it and not been able to do it. And like, there's just a lot of cool things. I mean, like from just the amount of jam sessions to the amount of kind of gigs that were popping up, even before like places like LA were doing it. Cause like, mm. you know, the restrictions were so crazy. Uh, it's just really cool. I think, I just think it's great to be a part of like guys like Louie and all those guys and like Bardic management and all those people like just making, making things happen, making, making places for us to play. Right. And that's, that's the cool part. I think I love being a part of that right now. So I've been doing a lot of that. San Diego has got such a great community for musicians. That's absolutely. I, I think it's, you know, I mean, I think if you live in New York or if you live in LA, you probably say the same thing, but I think it's a smaller community here in San Diego and all the musicians, I feel like San Diego is just such a, a chill place that it is. there isn't a lot of the attitude that comes with like, with like some of the other places, maybe, I don't know. New York doesn't strike me as an attitude town, but it is definitely like, you got to know how to play. Yeah. So. And I think it's a lot of like, you know, uh, like here, like, because it's so close knit, like, I think everyone is trying to help everyone get better. And like, it's cool. Like, you know, you see like, like the generations pass now. Cause I mean, I remember when I was like starting, I mean, being like the little, like the young guy who didn't play any jazz, like trying to go to these jam sessions. And now like, you know, like I have students that are doing the same thing and it's like, it, that's like, wow. I'm, like now when you see that come full circle, it's a really cool thing. And seeing more of it around the community, because like a lot of the people my age and like in your age, and just, you know, just doing a lot of things like, you know, being at the top of the, food chain, if you will, I guess, you know? Yeah. I, I feel that for sure. Like I never thought, you know, growing up with my, with my pops, you know, it's like all of his musicians, I was just talking about how they like all still treat me like young blood, but I always looked up to all of them and was like thinking, you know, that they've all, they all have resumes and I played with this person and that person and whatever. And you think that's like such a big deal, but like being in that position now where like you show up to a jam and you know, it's, it's all your buddies. And these are all like going to be the legendary musicians of San Diego for the next generation. Exactly. You know, it's a really cool thing. It's cool. Well, yeah. then you see all like the amazing stuff that's going down, like just in, in these different collaborations, like with, you know, like that everyone's getting together and trying stuff with each other. Like, I mean, like, you know, you got like, like Plexus play doing his thing, right? Like, like with the, like, I've never seen anyone create something like that, like create like a, you know, a whole, you know, 3d video to, yeah. to a performance. So this amazing music, you know, like, so, I mean, like just, and then Louie, you know, like making the SD real book jam, like just these things that are really unique and just in, in their own right, you know, I and really, I, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's just really cool how like there's, there's really, really unique and just really like, like 
personal things happening within a community and everyone's kind of being a part of it. And it's kind of, it's just really cool. You know what I love too about, about this, this, our community here is all of us, especially as like drummers, we're all kind of carving our own path and, and it's still respected, you know, like, Oh, absolutely. Like, um, uh, who, who was the host drummer on that, on the jam? I cannot remember his name right uh, now. Was it Julian? Julian. Gosh. Julian can't tell him. Yeah. Yeah. Julian, ha- like the stuff that he's doing is so great. Mind blowing. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. And, and he's, he's, he is literally like owning that, like the odd time, like just the style that he's doing is he like, just has this touch he has, has such a, like his own unique voice and like, and like you say, can say the same thing about like, you know, like Kevin and Gucci, like, like, and, right. and I mean, like, and the guys, like, even like someone like the young lions, like, like, like how like Johnny Steele and like those guys, you know, yeah. I mean, like there's a lot of uh, people with their own voice. It's kind of, it's, it's you, really cool. You can hear them like Matt Smith and like, and like, you know, all those yeah. guys that like, like you hear them and you're like, Oh, that's, I know that. I know that sound. That's this guy. Like, 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 right. and it's really cool because also i mean like you see them teach the other guys you know like because like kevin like has like you know super inspired by like like the gospel stuff as well as doing his like you know his whole different route of music that like you know when he's touring and stuff and then Mm -hmm. it's just kind of cool how all that influences everyone's playing like you see like like how what people listen to and what people play and what people are into gives them their voice that's kind of well, part of it. You no, know? that's what I mean. It's like, yeah, look, I feel like you're, you're, um, I don't know if it's your, like, you know, if it's your thing, like, I don't know if that's what you're going for, but correct me if I'm wrong, but you do a really good job on the Brazilian style stuff. And it's like, kind of like when I saw it, I was like, dude, this dude is killing that, you know? And then, I appreciate like, that. and then like me with the Jamaican style stuff and trying to bring that into, into, into the jazz world. And then like Phil bringing the smooth jazz into the jazz world. It's like, <laughs> Phil's killing that it. game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I feel like all of us, you know, are doing something really unique and it's respected where I think that if our whole community was like in New York, I don't know if it would be some of us, you know, but I don't know if it would be as accepted as like, yeah. And I'm not even trying to say, I'm definitely not even trying to say that, like, uh, that it doesn't happen anywhere else. I'm just trying to say it's like, it's really noticeable in San Diego. Like it's like, it's, it's just radiant. It's just like, like, like the, you know, when you're just going to each jam and you see the same people, but you see more of them and then you see like people come in and come in and come in and like experience all of it together. It's, like, I mean, like when I go to the SD real book jam, like that is like, I have to shout that out because like, that is one of the most forward thinking things I could think of. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, we go there and you hear people play your tunes and as a composer, even like I consider myself like even more of a composer than I am a drummer, mm. like in the sense of like, I just in the way of like, even when I'm on the drum set, I'm composing, it's all story t- storytelling to me. Like, I mean, like, right. hence the name of the record, like, um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's cool because like, you know, you see, you get to experience other people's original ideas that like, you know, also move you and, and you get, it's, you get it's so inspiring to see everyone in the community get moved by each other. Yeah, man. I think it's so great. Um, it's really cool. It's a really cool thing. It's really unique. And it makes these jams more interesting. You know, exactly. it's, not, it's not just like, it's not just straight ahead jazz. And it's right. not just, it's like, it's, I mean, people are even like, even like bringing in the whole hip hop thing. And like, you know, like, I mean, like, I mean, I'm, that's one of the things like, I also like, and like, I love to play. Like, I love yeah. to play. I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to get like a session going in town. 
uh, with like like a, like a like a like a cipher session. I want to get like a cipher with with a, with a live band going on. Mm. So I want to. I'm thinking about that maybe, but like, uh, yeah, that that's. I'm still trying to put that together. Yeah, we. I've been, dude. It's it's that's that's what I'm saying. The beauty of this is is it's inspiring for us to be unapologetically creative. Exactly. Right? And like, Absolutely. And like, so I start thinking like, cause I, I live in North County and I'm like, man, there, why isn't there a nice jazz jam in North County? Maybe there is. And I just don't know about it, but I'm like, we need one. Like we need one, you know, like, and, um, you know, so it's, it's check out Sundays at, uh, at black rail, uh, uh, Danny Gonzalez, uh, okay. runs that. It's a, that's a great jam. A lot of great players go to that jam, um, and play at that jam in the house band sometimes. Uh, I, I believe they're called the ESP collective. I think is what, like what they called with like Josh Frontiero is on drums. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know, Josh, he's, he's a great, great player in town. Um, yeah, that, that's what, one of the great things that happened this post pandemic was like, I, my, I was never really even in like that North County, San Diego world, you know, like with like the mirror coast, the kids and like, you know, all those guys. Um, and after the pandemic, I mean, like guys like Ian Harland and stuff like that, like kind of got me to uh, like go up there and like, you know, cause like there's a lot of places opening up up there uh, mm. before they were down here. And uh, it was, I got connected with that scene post pandemic. So that was one of the, those like great things that happened because everyone was just so eager to play with each other. That's cool. Phil, we got to get out more, man. We got to go to these jams. Yeah. Black rail jam, like the black rail kitchen and bar. Uh, okay. Check that one out. Yeah. It's a great Phil, one. Phil is actually a great jazz player for real. Not smooth jazz. I'm joking about that. <laughs> I, 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 we all know we're joking on that one, right? We all know that's an insult. Yeah. <laughs> Um, tell us about Storytells, the new album, man. I saw there's, you know, some heavy, some heavy players on it, and it, yeah, know, the bands are on Instagram. It sounds sounds beautiful, man. It's really nice. And thank you, I appreciate that a lot. The, yeah, tell us more about it. Tell us about the the concept and the and all. Yeah. That stuff. Um. So, I recorded. We recorded this. Uh. Uh. In 2019, back in back when I was still in grad school. Um. By we, I mean the band is like is killing. It's 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 Matt Hall who just released his record. I gotta shout that out. Ooh, uh, nice. I hope to my never. That's a with Kevin Canner on drums. Uh, and we recorded this at the same place within two weeks of each other. Oh, uh, cool. Both these records, um, produced by the great Jim Lenahan, like who produces like all San Diego State's records and just has a this huge, just you know list of amazing players that he's played with and produced because he's also a trumpet, great trumpet player. Cool. Um, but uh, story tales. It's 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 Matt Hall, Ian Harland on vibraphone, Ed Kornhauser on piano, and Mackenzie Layton uh, on bass. And uh, it's it's pretty short record, uh, but um, it's all my original compositions. Uh, one of which I wrote with Ian Harland. One of which, or two of which I wrote with uh, the piano player Hugo Suarez. I don't know if you know him. Yeah. 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 So if you go, yeah. We wrote we wrote two of the tracks together on this. Um, and yeah, uh, we recorded it years ago. I re we recorded it about less than a year after my, my father passed away. Oh, and, man. um, yeah, it was just, a, uh, like a heartfelt record. A lot of like, just a lot of my originals finally getting put on, on tape, you know, and, uh, the pandemic, you know, kind of just stunted that, um, a lot of things, you know, like, like, like my father's like, you know, like 
just getting that whole thing mm-hmm. back to normal and stuff. Uh, but yeah. And then the, I got this amazing artist. Cause that was one of the big things that stunted it as well was um, the stunt of the release was get, was finding the right artist like for the album artwork, because I wanted it to be like a huge collaboration because the whole concept behind story tales is um, that like, like while my father was, was, was like on his deathbed, I was kind of like realizing that like, no matter what you do in life, like it's part of your story. Like it's, it, you know, there's a reason why we still talk about, I started, well, here's also the thing. I also started like getting really into like philosophy and reading a lot of James Joyce and reading a lot of like, just a lot of things. I got it. I was just reading a lot. I was reading way too much, like 20 hours a day, especially during the pandemic. That was, or, yeah, it was, it was wild. Wow. Um, and uh, I was just reading stuff on like on these like you know Greek myths like Greek myths and different myths from other cultures and like and how they're still so relevant like you know like uh, you know how many times I see like you know the allegory of the cave in society and like how many times like you know you just see these stories pop up pop up and they're like they're still relevant and there's a reason why we're still talking about them you know and uh, and then I kind of just had this epiphany in the sense that like it's just all stories. Cause I also like to write. Cause I, have, I also have a huge typewriter collection. One of those fun facts about me. Cool. That's uh, where the archivist comes in. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. There's definitely, it's definitely more of an amateur archivist, but like that's, it's like kind of, it's something I like to do for sure. Um, nice. But uh, yeah. So I just had that, that whole thing where it's like, it's all stories. Like whether I'm like writing, you know, like a short story or I'm, you know, flipping a burger at McDonald's or something, or like whatever it is, like there's a story and it's all about collaboration. It's all about like, you know, in order for a story to mean anything, there has to be a listener um, and someone to absorb the story. And these stories that get passed down, like why, like they're so, you know, they're so powerful. Um, Every story is powerful to somebody, you know? And so that's the whole concept behind it. Uh, there's a lot more little details I could, I could go on about, but, um, yeah. Uh, so I, ha- I had this artist, this great artist, Kyler Pinkowski do this artwork. I wanted it to be like a oh, gatefold. Wow. Um, and I had three different artists, like not be able to do it. And he did this whole thing in color pencil on like, wow. On a huge sketchbook, sketchbook paper. So I think I'm going to print like print some on vinyl. Cause like, I want to get this, artwork bigger because to me the artwork is just as big of a as a like you know a part of the record as the music is or or the players are on it you know i mean like these guys on on this record like were with me for every recital i had in college you know every single one my junior my graduate my um my like you know my senior recital they were all there for that Mm. so it was kind of like just you know like a like a finally like a like like a here's here's who i am like this is this is story tales Matt, Here's some great. stories. That sounds so cool. If people want to want to see it, get it, get it. It's on your um, on your ins on your Instagram. I know. on my Instagram, yeah. yeah. And then you do have a website or something like that where they can they can find it. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I should. It's all on your I Instagram. Don't. I am J squared. Yeah. So uh, letters I am and then J squared. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And or there's Facebook a link right at Justin there. Joyce. You can you know I'm I'm on social media and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, is it also digital, like on all the platforms, like all the platforms, Spotify, Apple music, all that good stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. You guys go check it out, man. It's like the, the cover, like you said, is super cool. It's really unique. And, um, I, and that's why you should get an actual CD too, because you can't, you know, you don't get that with the, with the whole, and that's a big part of the concept too, right. Is like the tangible media part of it. Like the, Mm -hmm. that it means more when it occupies physical space, you know, right. Like a a book does, you know, that's something that's lost, you know, like with younger generations, I hate to sound so old, but like when I was younger, yeah, I would like, couldn't wait to get the actual either record or like CD and or open cassette, it up I'm a, and look yeah or cassette yeah, yeah I'm a, read everything look all the lyrics look at all the pictures like you know it's like there's just so much more to it yeah it's like I mean it makes the bond bigger I mean that's really where the whole archivist thing comes in to be honest is like this need for preservation this need for like the uh process it's like this neatly like, i like i kind of became like this process theologian in this pro, like in this way like, like i just had this ultimate faith in in the process of things the journey of things uh that's why like the whole thing is like a you know like the whole concept is like taking this journey through your story i mean a story isn't a isn't a destination it's a it's a journey yeah man i th- i think it's it's great and like seriously it sounds amazing you got I you got the that. best musicians in san diego that the best oh, like, young musicians ed kornhauser is amazing and when you get when you, and when you get him and, and and mac together i mean those two are like you know they, they they're they've been best friends for for so, like you know as long as me and my best friend have been best friends yeah uh and hugo's amazing too man it's just, oh man yeah and, and like you know wherever you are hugo i miss you like uh um <laughs> like because uh um I haven't seen him in forever and he would come over and we would just write together. Like, Oh man. And that's another thing about collaboration, right? Like I love, I do love writing alone, but like, uh, like something about writing and performing with other people is to me is so, is so like sacred in a sense. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a really unique ability and a really valuable ability to have, like, especially, you know, as a, as a drummer and a composer, like most, a lot of times it's not both it's like, for me, it's definitely not both. I've never written a song before, you know, and I just strictly stick to drums. Well, you know, what's wild. Is that like, I mean, like it's people always like laugh, like when I, when I give them a new composition, like tonight at the SD Rubble Jam, I'm going to be bringing a few in. Like I was talking to Ed about it because, and they rarely ever feature me on drums. Like I'll play them on drums, but like, I, I, I don't write with like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, make this a, a cool, a fun chart to play on drums. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm more like, I'm going to, write some beautiful music. But that's just the way I am when I, when I'm at like a, you know, like at a piano, if, I, if I'm writing at a drum set, maybe, which I don't really wouldn't say I do, uh, mm-hmm. like that's probably going to be completely different. That approach. Yeah. Very cool, man. Um, okay. So, uh, do you have, do you have a few more minutes to get on some, um, some, some, uh, wheel of death? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's All right. do it. So we'll transition into that. Here we go. Drop, drop, drop. Drum Brigade Podcast. Yes, sir. Just a reminder, guys, um, you want to check out this album, uh, check out um, Justin's uh, Instagram, IMJ Squared. That's it. On Instagram, Justin Joyce on Facebook. Um, and then we'll also have a link on um, this podcast episode on drumbrigade.com. All right. So the Wheel of Death, um, you know, it's uh, it's just random questions. It's a random it. questionizer. We, uh, we use it for all three of us. So all three of us can answer and, um, it's a good time. We haven't done this in a long time, Phil. Do you remember how to do it? (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, all right, here we go. 
Don't don't tell anybody how janky our show is, all right? I love the sound effects, man. This is my, <laughs> like, I watch like old game shows. That's my thing. Yeah. Uh, all right. What's the best way to waste a day? It can't be music related. Best way to waste a day. Like when we say waste a day, are we saying like, like, like to like not do anything? Cause like, that's the best way to waste your day is do absolutely nothing. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I always think about like, what's the best way to do whatever, whatever you do outside of like oh, work yeah. or work. Oh man, there's so many things. Uh, I like to play baseball a lot or like, or well, I can watch, I can watch sports all day during like baseball season or hockey season. Uh, Cause I just love like analyzing like sports. It's like my, oh, okay. man. yeah, that's very cool. Phil. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm out of practice with this. <laughs> I can't right, say I'll play with I'll my come. kids because that's not a waste of a day. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't work. I mean, I think you're, you overthink these too much. <laughs> taking like, taking lots of naps. I think that's what like, I'm saying. Just lay yeah, in bed that, yeah. and take naps and then watch like the dumbest, like worst TV shows and movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay i there always go. say cycling for me i love riding bikes but i don't think that's a waste of day no do i i think that's everything to do and that's also a very healthy thing to do you know like yeah. that's a you're doing a good thing for your body like that's a i think right now the best way for me to waste a day is in bed watching RV reviews on my iPad. <laughs> 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 that's, that is a waste of time, that buddy. Is a good that's, one. Yeah, that's definitely a waste of time. <laughs> so nice, though. All right, let's go. Let's go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, man. I should have uh, said shopping for Lambos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you have a time machine. You can go into the past or in the future. Which one and how far do you go? Oh, man. Uh, well, okay. Uh, anyone who knows me will know I'm not going to say the future. <laughs> like, um, uh, but um, man, it's hard. We asked the tough it's, questions. It's, here it's, 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 yeah, this, yeah. These are the questions. That, these are the ones that matter, though. These are, these are the ones we're like, hey, who is this guy? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think it's. I think it's definitely the past because. I'm not too, I don't think the future is super bright. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just the way things are going and uh, like Moore's law and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I don't want, we can go on on that for hours. Uh, um, but uh, I would say in the past and like, maybe like, I don't know, maybe the eighties or something. I don't know. Maybe like something not too long ago. Uh, like when things were still, like tangible, like when things weren't like when every daily pro like, like, you know, life process we did wasn't, you know, fully digitized and yeah. on a phone, like, when, you know, I can still go to a record store. It would be normal. Like just, just, <laughs> just idea, so yeah. not, not super far back, but just far enough where like, I can, you know, still experience those little beauties in life that we don't really have anymore. Yeah. What about you? Funky Phil today? I'm thinking, I'd go 20 years into the future, get me one of those super comprehensive 
Sports Almanacs. <laughs> Bring it back. And just, back just to the live. future the hell out of that biz, dude. And, and just like make just a ton of money to pass on to my kids. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> just live in the, live, a, relive. Just the Marty McFly lives. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to relive your life as Marty McFly. So I always would say, I would always say like the, like, 40s 50s or 60s just because music was so great then oh but yeah it also wasn't a great place for people of color and so uh, yeah true that i, I don't know man <laughs> i don't yeah. know no, yeah, no, yeah. It's, that's really a double-edged sword isn't it sometimes like yeah. it's a, um I, I would love to go back then though and just be a fly on the wall if i could and just experience yeah, it out, yeah check out the real thing you know you could always it put on a disguise you know yeah maybe yeah you could it's just i know well, there'd be a lot of things that make me super mad though here maybe maybe the answer to this question is go into the future till there's technology to like have a like a like a convincible disguise and then go back into the past yeah oh, right like that's, maybe that, that might be it maybe i can go back in the future back in the past i mean it, as an invisible man I don't know. <laughs> that was just getting crazy. Yeah. Um, I would also maybe like to go back to like the nineties, like when I was in high school and just kind of help myself to have more confidence, especially about drumming and like help me to be like, help me to put in the work that I put in later in life, younger in life. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I get that. Fix a lot of things that I've had to like overcome or still over overcome you know? i definitely feel that uh hey we have a uh that's not a question on instagram it says it's from um havoc 83 um and it says no question just digging his stash so, <laughs> you know what, you know what I, i'm just gonna say this i'm gonna say first of all thank you uh and second of all um the uh the coat like it's definitely no coincidence that that my life started going up once I decided to grow a stash. <laughs> really? Like I mean, like th like things started going up in my life, and, and I started making smarter decisions once I, I grew in the stash. And I think think there's a lot to say about that. Yeah, I think it takes a special <laughs> man, man. It takes. I had a mustache like some years ago, and I had it for like a year and a half maybe i like grew it for a year and it was like it was a respectable stash and my wife hated every day of my life at that time she hated it yeah every day she hated it oh man yeah my wife <laughs> so, won't let me do that yeah, yeah no uh -huh. oh no yeah no if, yeah no that's that's the one you got to make happy right <laughs> exactly. yeah i mean my wife's dad has a mustache though and so she's just like i just don't like it it's just like and i i never had more like older women like picking up on me i don't have like women picking up on me all the time but it was like almost like a lot of the gigs like an older woman like in her 60s would be like i just love your facial hair it's so <laughs> masculine and I'm like oh boy oh yeah. boy it's like you're fishing in the wrong lake yeah like <laughs> yeah i had a couple people too that were like yeah man you look just like um uh uh Steve Harvey, you look just like Steve oh, Harvey. I'm like, that is not what I'm going for, bro. That is oh. not what I'm going for. <laughs> uh, oh, it. man. Okay, yeah, no. Oh, go, go ahead. No, go, no, please go for it. Okay, here's, a, here's the next one. We ask this one a lot. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Weirdest job? Um... 
to be fair, I haven't done much other than music, but I mean, I do, I do a lot of like, I did a lot of side work. Cause like, so growing up, like my mom's like a, been a bartender my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done a lot of bar backing, like, and done stuff like that. Um, I, I think teaching little kids is a weird job. <laughs> I was going to say mean, that same thing. It's a weird job for sure. Uh, um, so yeah, I mean like, cause just cause I mean like, you're like, Oh man, like, I forgot what it's like to be a kid. That's also the greatest thing in life too. is like, te- right. like, like teaching kids, like especially kids that want to learn. Uh, it's the most beautiful thing to do. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, most rewarding. I think it's like, it's a very rewarding thing. Like just, and we have to, I mean, I feel like kind of obliged to do it. Yeah. Like, in fact, I was talking to like my first drum teacher the other day about that. Like, uh, do you know, my, do you know, Michael, uh, Michael Gein? Yeah, of course. I yeah, studied with him too. Mike. Yeah. Right. We got, we got like, I mean, like Mike <laughs> is, Mikey is, uh, like, you know, I was talking to him the other day about like, just, he was c- congratulating me on the record actually. And, uh, he's like, now it's your turn to give back. And I, and I was like, you're, you're damn right about that. It's, t- it's yeah. our turn to like, you know, to, to teach the, the next, next generation. So Michael, you studying with Michael Gein explains a lot with the Latin. With the Latin thing. Yeah, no, that, that was, that was pride into us was, was like the, like, you know, was like, you know, you can play like, you know, you can play like, like that faux Latin jazz stuff. Like, I mean, like, like, I mean, my, my, my like favorite drummer of all time is Elvin Jones. Like, I mean, that's uh, like, and he's the master of that, like that, like that faux Latin stuff. Um, But if you want like a night house, thousand eyes, like, you know, like that groove, like you write that groove. Like Mm -hmm. if you like, you know, if you want to write an actual Latin chart, like specify the Latin, like, cause that that, that is just such a blanket term. And so like, that's where I fell in love with it was, was cause when I said great, when I started playing, I, I I couldn't, I couldn't play a Boston over to save my life. I like, man, I've had some embarrassing moments with that stuff. Like some seriously embarrassing. Same here. Oh, me too. And like, and the Latin stuff too is, is it's a, it's a tough pill for me to swallow because my, my heritage is Puerto Rican or at least half my, like I'm, my mom is Puerto Rican. And so, you know, I grew up way more on the Puerto Rican side of my family than, yeah. than on my dad's side, the black side. So like I, you know, I, we grew up with that culture with them every Sunday. We we're at dinner at my grandpa's house and we were eating Puerto Rican food and he were, he was playing all his old records and, you know, some just great mambo and, you know, salsa records and cha-cha records. That's and it. Oh, man, that's records. Stuff. And then, so my grandpa passed away, um, like a, a year ago, two years ago, and I inherited oh, man, all that. his records. Yeah. Well, it was, yeah, it's, it's, uh, he was, he was elderly and, and, and had health problems and that's fine. And, but I inherited all his records and, um, dude, it's, it's changed. It's changed the game for me. Like I don't, I never took specific Latin lessons, which I feel like I should still get in there and, and get some, but Mikey's um, a guy. Yeah. Mikey's, Mikey, Mikey's Mikey, I mean, cause he's such a great teacher too. I mean, he's, he's probably the best, like most influential like teacher I've, one of, I've ever what had. What I like about Mike Holguin is like, cause there's, there's, there's a few other guys in town, like, um, um, I'm, I'm, my mind is like, I, I've, I sound exactly like my dad right now where I like can't think of somebody's name. Um, but, um, Mike is great because he will write it out and be like, this is what you're supposed to be. And it's like very clear and definite. It's not like, yeah, it's a little of this and a little of that. Or it's like, well, you know, it's influenced by it's like, this is what it is. This is what you play. You yeah, know? exactly. No. And, and, and it's like that. And the fact that he can also just, play at all of it like i mean like i mean like he like yo, he, you put any sheet in front of him 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, he's like, he never seen it. And he's like, Oh, and it's like, yeah. perfect. 100% guitar hero. Just like, like on expert mode, just next level. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's some man. I envy that so much. Phil is one of those guys. Then don't say you're not Phil. Phil is one of those guys it, where you put a chart in his, in his face and he can play it. Down that's a like skill it. to have. I mean, that's a, that, that's it. That's, that's how you do sessions, you know? That's crazy. Um, Phil, what's the weirdest job you ever had? Um, oh, geez. Well, first off, I just, I, I also studied with Mike Holguin. Oh, there um, we go. That's and, a, uh, yeah. Yeah. I love, so, you know, uh, so, you know, like, like, like the, yeah, you know that. Oh, he's incredible. He's a great teacher. Oh, absolutely. Great yeah. He, yeah. Anyway, weirdest job I think is still being a professional mover. <laughs> In Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. That was weird, dude. I saw some weird, weird stuff doing that job. What'd you see? What'd you see? I want I want I want to hear one of these stories. <laughs> oh, geez. This like bloody mattresses and oh you God. know there's you know, I don't know, just like people's stuff, you know? It's weird what when was, you when you yeah, pack it, up someone's entire house, like sometimes we get hired to do a pack job where you would go and you would literally pack up all their cups and, you know, all their stuff and you'd put it all in boxes and label it. And, you know, it's just, just weird, weird differences with the way people, different people live and different parts of Philadelphia. And, you know, yeah. it was, it was, it was an experience. I don't miss yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, um, I've had some weird jobs. We've, we've, I've talked about probably all of them on this show, but I was for many, many years, like I was balancing um, balancing flooring with touring. Like, so, um, so I'd come home from tour and then I'd go back to my flooring job. But I like, I did flooring for years. Like I did carpet for years and years and years. And, um, that was, it was, it was good to learn a trade. Um, and, uh, but there is the same way, Phil, like we had to move people, we had to move all their furniture out of their room to be able to do the carpet. And like, we, you know, it's just random stuff. You just see, like, you just see rant, like people just have random stuff or like they'd have a crazy accident on the floor. And then we'd have to like clean up stuff like, like, yeah, no, that's a weird job. That's that. That's one of the, like, wasn't there like a show about that? Like on like, you know, like what was it? Like dirty jobs or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like that, that should definitely filthy. Both of those jobs should definitely be on there at some point, you know, yeah. like, 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 like the, up, the suburban, the suburban dirty jobs, you know, like that's like, that's yeah. After the pandemic and like kind of being aware of like stuff floating around in the air and then me doing that job where you're peeling up people's carpet that's been down for 30 years yeah, and there's, you know, dead skin and dust mites and dirt and dust and all that. And we're just like not even wearing a mask. We're just carrying the carpet out and throwing it on the truck and sweeping and there's dust and all this stuff everywhere. But I was going to say like, there's been a couple t- more than more than a couple times where you've, we've like peeled up the carpet and there's like money that they've stashed under there. And they like the, maybe the people that lived in the house before them didn't even like completely forgot about it. Um, that's wild. You know, there, there's like, we've seen like notes, like, like, you know, my dearest so-and-so or whatever, it's like under the carpet and we're just like, what the world? Like, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, that's leaves a lot to the imagination too. You know, it's just like, I mean, that's like a, you're, I mean, those are like, that's like, that is truly a, a like, you know, just, it is weird just to, to see how other people live, especially yeah. on like, like at such a, at a very, 
you know, uh, just intimate level, you know, like, I mean, just a very intimate level. Yeah, man. It's yeah. It is like you, you, yeah, crazy. There's, there's been some days though, where it's been like, I've done some weirder jobs in flooring, but like there's been some times where we've done, we've had to do, do jobs like in, I don't do flooring anymore. I haven't done it for probably eight years or so, but, um, 10 years or whatever. But, but like, there's like, I did, I did the carpet in a bar one time and we had to get there at like seven in the morning, six or seven in the morning. We had to be there to work. And then, um, because the bar opened at like the bar opened it, the bar opened at 8am, but then like people didn't really start. I don't know why we had to get there early, but anyways, I remember getting there, starting to work. And then the doors opened at eight. Maybe we had to get there at like five or something. But anyways, the doors opened at eight and there was like already a line of people waiting to get in the bar at 8am. And then they walked in and they weren't like, yeah, let me get a cup of coffee. It was like, let me get a double shot of Jack <laughs> at eight in the morning. And I'm just like, oh, what this is, this happens like, you know, and if some people were partying all night and just continuing the party and some people were like, you can Start tell this is, this, this is what they do. Like yeah, some no. people go to the donut shop and get a cup of coffee and some people go to the bar and get their day started, you know? Yeah. I definitely know the type. That's for sure. Some people were going there before work and like hitting it hard. Like, let me get a beer and a shot. And I'm like, it's eight in the morning. Like what? <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a trip. So that was probably one of the weirdest days I've had. But we've done like churches, like I did a I did a uh, carpet in like a church, and it was like pretty creepy. Like at this yeah. one particular church, like yeah, this you know, any job you do can be can be weird. Teaching kids, like you said, you never know no, what you're gonna. Those get. are far weirder than yeah. Those are far. I mean, I've done like a lot of like odd job stuff. Like I mean, like like my like whenever I visit my, my cousins in Atlanta, they own like a renovation business and like, they make me work with them. Like they're going to stay in my house. They're going to work with me. Uh, yeah. and so, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, cool. So I go and like tear down houses when I'm over there and like, just, I mean, I like, and I just, did. You know, I, I would grow up doing like a lot of like weird odd jobs, but like nothing like too like yeah. out there. Uh, I was, I was too busy getting in too much trouble. Like I was getting like, <laughs> like, like, I, like, yeah, like just, just wreaking havoc on my life for, for, for a while. There, there, yeah, there was, I made some pretty dumb decisions in my, in my, in my earlier years for sure. Um, that's part of the story too, isn't it? Like, you know, it's like, that's, that's really what it is. Yeah. But you, my wife and I were, my wife was a caregiver and then I worked as a caregiver for a while. And that was, that's that a, was, that's, by that's far. a weird job. That's a weird job. I, yeah. I, I, I had to caregive for, for both my father and for like my grand my grandfather, like yeah. years beforehand. So like, that was something I was very, like, I know that, I know that whole thing. Like that's yeah. a, yeah. The start of when I started drum brigade in two, 2013, that was like when we were knee deep in, in being caregivers. And it was oh, like, man. what it, I was just like, I remember every day, like what at first it started off like, man, I'm like, I'm doing something noble, you know, or something like that's good for, for, you know, giving back and helping people in need. And then it very quickly turned into like, dude, I hate this job. This job <laughs> sucks. You're not paying me enough money to do this job. It's yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I was taking care of, I was taking care of like elderly people for a little while. And that was, that was definitely the weirdest job I've had ever. Like it was so crazy. So crazy. Um, all right. So let's, let's do like one more. All right, here we go. These are uh, good. I like these. These are, uh, <laughs> you, can, you can just go for hours on these. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, there's so many questions. I most of the time don't even repeat them. Um, this is a, a man. I'm going to spin it again. I don't like this question. <laughs> I like it, but it's too loaded. And we'll, we'll, it'll be like, we'll be here for all day. Cause I'll get on, like, I'll get on like a soapbox about it. It was like, what would you change about the industry? Don't answer because was it smooth just, jazz? Yeah, you know, and <laughs> uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to get on that again. Um, okay, so uh, um, snap your fingers, you're no longer a drummer, or a in your in your case, a composer or or you know, a musician. What would your career be? You cannot be in the music industry. Okay. Um, so probably I would, I mean, if I could still be in like the art industry, it would definitely be like, I want to be a filmmaker. I mean, which I kind of, like, I work with a film company now, uh, a, a nonprofit called Portraits of Music and I do Ooh. that. So, uh, but like, I mean, I, I grew up being like a huge film buff. Cool. Um, but I'm also like a man of like many curiosities. Uh, like I love journalism. Uh, I love, uh, history. Um, I love philosophy and like psychology. So like I can see myself doing any of those. That's cool. Uh, I could but, see that. Yeah. I mean, and, and, if, and like anyone who like knows me, like knows, like, like just, I could, this is why we're tangenting so much. Cause I just can derail conversations. Like <laughs> I just snap my fingers. It's totally uh, cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like I could be any of those, but probably a filmmaker. I mean, if I didn't go in to, uh, to school for music, I was going to go in for film. So that's probably okay. the best bet. Very cool. I could definitely see that funky Phil. We um, haven't asked this question in a long time, so it's probably different. I think today I'm feeling like I would be a, uh, I would run like a kayak and surfboard rental shop in Hawaii. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I feel it. like you should just kind of do that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, don't let the, like don't let the question stop you. Like, yeah, just, yeah, you know, really, really film. low pressure. Just like, oh yeah, you want a kayak? Yeah, okay. Yeah, give me your credit card. Cool, have fun. And then I get to go, you know, hang out in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So for me, I love that answer. For me, this is like a real. This is like actually something that is like been on my mind for a while. And it might be, it might like, it might, we might start putting these things together. Like, I don't know for me, as I mentioned, I'm a huge cyclist person. Like I'm into cycling of all different kinds. I like mountain biking. I like road cycling. I like doing it all right now. Snap my fingers. I'm not in the music industry anymore at all. I don't teach drum brigades. No longer exists. Any of that stuff. I would open an indoor mountain bike park, like in Boise, Idaho or Utah or Denver, Colorado. And it's year round indoor multi-level, like a K one speed or like a Mario Andretti go-kart racing place, but for mountain bikes. I like that. Yeah. My name is Corey Horn. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Corey Horn and I, yeah. I think I think I want to get out of the music industry and pursue this, Phil. I want to go rent kayaks. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't, I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, Show's over, I, folks. We need to go do this. 
Oh man. No, like I've, I've, I've been, you know, I like, I love playing music. I love teaching. I love touring. I love doing all that stuff, but dude, like I can't do this forever. I get, you that. know, <laughs> like, no, I get it. And like touring especially is just, man, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And like, I'm like, I just want to like own a business and be home, I think. And then travel on my terms, you know? Exactly. I know. I get that. I mean, there's, I, I definitely don't define myself by just being a musician. That's for sure. I mean, I, I love too many things. Like if, you know, that's why I like that whole, like the whole, you know, New York sort of like, you know, like very competitive nature of like, you know, you got to be the best and the best, the best, the best, the best, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, what you have to give up to do that. Like, I mean, I like, I, like I commend those that do it. Uh, that's not for me. I have too many other interests that I, that fulfill my life that like, I think. Yeah. That, you know, like, I think I mean, that's, I think that, sorry to cut you off, but I think no, that's good. where you, where, when you become like a real musician, when you're like, you know what you do, you know what you do, you know, you do it well. And then you're like, I also do this because it brings me joy, you know? And oh, absolutely. Like, and that, that like, there's no, there's no, there is definitely like not a, uh, like a coincidence that, you know, those things coincide. Like, you know, I would say like when, you know, you see these people in the practice room for like, you know, all hours of the day and all they talk about with their other friends is music and music and music and music. And like the academic side of the music too, as well. Like, you know, like there's a time, you like there's, there's time to do that for sure. Absolutely. And if like, you know, when you're studying, like there's definitely that time too, but like, you know, all those like great symphonies and like the greatest music, you know, you've ever heard, like, was never written about music. It was written about love and, you know, strife and just things, you know, it was right. written about life. Uh, that's what makes the music beautiful. Like, I mean, like, you know, it was not the sharp 11 chord that you put on it. Like, that's what makes it sound cool. Uh, right. Like, you know, I mean, you can forgive a wrong note. Like, like you can't forgive not having feeling in the music, you know, man, that see, it's all about the story. Right. All about That's the it. story. It. It's all about the story, man. Very cool, man. Dude, Justin, thank you so much for coming on. The thank you for having today. me. This was super fun. And like we, so I know there's so much more that we should and we need to talk about with you. And like, that's why we do our show the way that we do it. Cause it's oh, open ended. Yeah. So anytime you want to come on and hang out with us, um, I would love you're to always welcome, man. You're always welcome. We'll spin the wheel again. You can come on with other guests, um, and all that stuff. That's the way we like to do it here. So, um, you Super guys, fun. if, if you guys want to check out story tales, Justin's album, Please again visit his uh, his Instagram I am J squared or his uh, Instagram Justin Joyce it's J O Y C E and um, yeah buy the album get it in person buy it support good music support art support storytelling um, Justin man you're just gonna be are you playing anywhere that we can promote or anything like that or is oh man uh, yeah I'm playing uh. I'm playing this Saturday at Mikami's. Cool. Uh, I'm kind of taking the week off because uh, it's more like uh, this. This my th my birthday is Thursday, so I'm I'm oh, nice. I'm gonna be uh, kind of relaxing and just you know taking it easy, <laughs> smelling the Very flowers cool. while they're blooming, you know. Yeah. But Very I got cool. some I got some random shows and they're always all on my on my Instagram and you can find them cool. that way and Facebook and stuff. Right on. Well, yeah, man. Thanks again for coming on. Um, thank you guys for having me. I think we're actually going to wrap our show here. So Funky Phil, thank you. Thank um, you, Corey. Yeah. If you guys uh, want to check out um, what it means to be a musician, 
that lives by the mantra camaraderie over competition and acceptance over or acceptance and belonging. Visit drumbrigade.com. Thank you guys. Oh yeah. You're, 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 you're a legend. You're, you're a legend. Just not that funky, honestly. That's not helpful. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe. Yeah.